Welcome, welcome to the second episode of HR After Hours with Hope. I am your host, Hope Malvo, and today I'm so excited. We have a very special guest, my husband of 20 years, Tarun Malvo, is our co-host today. Facebook, give it up for my man, Tarun Malvo. <laughs> What's going on, people? I'm very, very happy to be here. I'm very, very happy to be here. (laughs) Facebook, jump on, jump on. Be sure to share, share as much as you can. Let's get this information out to the people. Um, So I invited my husband on, and of course, he has to have, like, this fancy title. So he is the sports analyst, (laughs) okay? I like the ring. Hey, man. I like the ring. Let's roll with it. (laughs) Sports analyst. So... I'm not a huge sports person, but I get really excited about the business of sports, right? Like, I I don't ever really hear it as much as I like to hear it. And what I mean by that is more so, like, you know, what's going on with females in, you know, the environment, in the sports environment, um, or what's going on with certain positions in the sports environment. And it's just like a whole lot of you know, trade them, let them go. I'm like, these people losing their jobs, and y'all, like, trade them and let them go. Well, let me just cut in right there. I mean, yeah, it is modern-day slavery, but I feel sorry for those guys. Those are millionaires. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they can be traded and poked at and twisted and running through the combine and all that, but those guys getting paid, so I I don't feel sorry for them. But just because they rich, they can they should be treated any kind of way. Like. Hey man, at the end of the day, they got a nice pad, they drive a nice car, and they bank account fat. Okay, <laughs> okay, I get. Look, I guess, I guess, if you're looking at it that way, you guys be sure to share this video, share as much as you can, comment. So, in terms of sports, like. The, the whole subject today is how important is company culture. Um, and I, that's just pretty much the personality and the, the, um, the tone of the company. So mm-hmm. certain companies might have a company culture where it's real traditional and they're really, you know, about time. And, you know, you don't get to get as much freedom as other companies, a.k.a. Google, right. where they're sitting like on a red dot in the in the zen position position. Um, so company culture is extremely important it's important to not only the company but it's important to the person that's trying to either you know represent the company as an employee or someone who's being um, interviewed Mm -hmm. you're supposed to do your research on a company as well and find out if that company uh, their values and their mission do they line up with yours Right. Like that's right. what's supposed to happen. Yeah. So it's not just a one dimensional thing. So today that's what we'll talk about um, a little bit in the sports world. Yeah. <sighs> so I got to turn it over to you, co-host, my <laughs> sport analyst. Well, thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> thank you, sweetheart. Well, I had a whole list of things to go over, but something happened last night. Oh, boy. The Rockets traded your boo thing, CP3, for Russell Westbrook. I kind of don't have words right now. <laughs> What's wrong, Hope? Well, because, like, we're talking company culture. What about fan culture? What about me? What about my f- <laughs> Well, I'm a fan, and I'm happy. That's an upgrade. Really? Yes. Okay, yes. explain to me why. Why is that an upgrade? Well, okay. First of all, first of all, let's be clear. Yeah. We were so close to championships with him. True. Okay? But what happened? His old ass... 
blew out her leg. <laughs> Comment below. How do y'all feel about this trade? Because I was devastated. He, I mean, I started seeing the post and I was like, no, say it ain't so. Like, I don't even know at this point if I'm a Rockets fan now. Right, right. Oh, like you're a Rockets fan. It just, it fan. almost changed. It's literally, so, for me, it's a game changer. So, side note, y'all. Um, we go to a game uh, a couple of years ago and they out there at the beginning of the game, pregame, warming up, you know. Uh, Chris Paul out there shooting. He go hope. Chris Paul, Chris Paul. He turned around. He looking. She say, Oh, baby, he looked at me. He looked at me. <laughs> so happy. God, Boy, that made her nice. I was so happy. Like I was a Rockets fan. Like every now and again, but when he joined the team, I was in. Like diehard. I wanted his jersey. So just Which okay. Let's get. let's talk about what am I to do as a fan with this jersey. Uh, that's why I don't buy jerseys anymore. Y'all comment. Yeah. Do, do, are y'all okay with this? Am I the only one that's outraged by this? Probably not. It's probably a lot of people, but from what I've been hearing today is the majority is happy that Westbrook is coming into town. Oh, wow. On the real, okay. you know, okay. um, Chris Paul is a Hall of Famer. Okay. You know, yeah. uh, no doubt about it. But... As far as a, a basketball player and the position that he's play that he plays, he's an older guy. He's a little long in the tooth, as some may say. Mm -hmm. uh, so they moved him over to Oklahoma City, uh, which they will probably end up buying out his contract, yeah. and he'll probably end up going to Miami, from what they say so okay. far. Okay. Okay. So. so we're talking about culture. So how does that change the? I mean, because we're looking at sports organizations as organizations right as actual businesses <clears throat> right. so i know trades are are gonna happen and i know True. it's it's happening often but then you're trading out somebody that the team is used to and have started to you know build some camaraderie with very much like you would in the in the corporate world right um and now you're saying okay i'm gonna bring this other guy in and you you got to go and play nice. So right. I just lost my friend. My friend no longer plays with mm -hmm. us anymore. You know, what about the people? How do you think they're going to go on? You know, well, with the it's hard on the players as well. See, that's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, when you get a new player on the team, uh, you have to go through a chemistry building uh, mode where, okay. you know, everything has to start meshing together. You know, okay. uh, people have to get used to personalities and uh, how each other play. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there is a learning curve there. Yeah. Facebook comment, how do you guys feel about the trade? Because, I mean, I, I literally was devastated. And I know it's common practice, but I just didn't expect that to happen, <laughs> you know, to my friend who yeah. I don't know, but my friend. <laughs> like Beyonce, like you and Beyonce friends? We, we, me and Beyonce are friends. <laughs> we're friends. We're, we're friends. Right, right. All right, what, what, what else do you have? You, I knew well, you were going to pick on me. I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. Well, I read an article yesterday okay. um, about the NFL, which um, I was pleasantly surprised that they are making some changes about having – women in executive offices okay. in the league and uh, within the franchises. Okay. Um, this, uh, the, the, I ran across um, 
uh, this article talking about um, Suzanne Spencer. Okay. Uh, she was the first general manager for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Um, which she was kind of born into it since her daddy owned the team at the time. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. here, baby, I need you to yeah take over take too. over this here job. But she did an excellent job. I um, mean, whoa, whoa, let me stop you there. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, you put women in ahead of just about <laughs> anything, and we're going to do more than an excellent job. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, well, of course she you did know, you, you do have to remember that this is a male dominant. Okay, see, now that's, that's the word that I got a problem with. Exactly, exactly. I feel that there is a huge underrepresentation of women in organized sports. Yeah. You know, from the collegiate level. And from the, you know, the professional level. Mm -hmm. And I I really don't understand why, because like you just said, she's doing an an amazing job. Like, I don't I don't even know her. And I know she killing it. Okay, she she did. She did. She where she at? Well, her daddy had to sell a team and she lost a job. Oh, see, (laughs) you ain't letting me finish. The story just (laughs) the plot thickens. Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay, so. So let let me just let me just, you know, tell her story real quick. Okay, so. Uh, again, she was the general manager at the time for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. So um, one day she had to uh, go through the locker room uh, to get to another part of the stadium. Okay, this is okay. interesting. Uh, she did. She normally didn't go through the locker room okay. because you know she respected the players. Yeah, the privacy. Of the but players. this was the off season, so. She didn't feel like any players was in there. But okay. nevertheless, she walked in and five guys had just gotten out of the shower. So uh, they immediately went and grabbed some towels to mm-hmm. cover themselves up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one player, I'm not going to mention his name, was said, drop the towels on the count of three. He said one, two, and they dropped their towels. Oh, wow. So she said that she was embarrassed and very irritated. Right. But she couldn't let them see that. So what she did was walk straight up to the player, looked him in his eyes, looked down at his package, his Johnson. Well, in this case, his John. I know what you mean. And said (laughs) she turned around and walked away and she looked back at him, said, big deal. So that became his nickname. Big deal. Big deal when it really wasn't a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. Okay, so we have Nicholas who said, I'm excited about it. So you excited. Nick, you excited. I see you, Nick. (laughs) Gabby, you are so right. Women to the top. I mean, I I like the way she handled that, though. I like the way she handled it. And is that why? Because of... You know, antics like that, is that why women aren't being, you know, given certain positions? Well, also, you have to remember that these owners are much older. They come from a time where they feel like women should be at home taking care of the family and taking care of the household. Right. So they'll give a woman a certain position. But then when it's time to make major decisions, they don't want that woman in the room. They don't want a woman making good decisions or business decisions. Uh, Do I feel like that's right or wrong? No, I don't. I don't. You know, Um, you don't you don't feel like that's right. No, I don't feel like that's right. Okay, you know, good uh, Good, because he wants to come home. And eat <laughs> and not be abused. Because <laughs> I was going to say, really? Right. So 
I did pull an article because, um, again, this is real near and dear to my heart. I wouldn't say I'm a self, you know, proclaimed feminist or anything. I just do believe that women are some of the best leaders. And I think that a strong um, woman has a lot to offer to any organization. I don't care Thanks. if it's, you know, sports or not. So um, I found this article called Progress and Inequality Women's Sport and Gender Gap by Mary Jo Kane. It was written like two years ago. And she has some some statistics. And it, it was very alarming to me because she said, even though 40% of all sports participants in 40 43% of all scholarship athletes are women, women's sports still receive only 2 to 4% media coverage. Like, that mm. is staggering. Yeah, that so is. So 43% of sports involve women, Yeah, and only 2 to 4% receive media coverage. And, like, that, that's devastating. Yeah. We're, we're in a in a very progressive um, state mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. It's not back in the, you know, early fifties and the early sixties right. where that, that just shouldn't be okay. And I don't right. see enough outrage. Like the same thing, like what happened to Serena Williams? Mm -hmm. I mean, everything gets sexualized. That was another thing she said. Even when they were in the media, they were outside of their uniforms True. and they have, you know, it was either, you know, suggestive posing or something like that. You yeah. guys comment about that. What do you what do you think? I mean, are we have we not progressed enough that women can be a part of any organization. I'm not even going to get to talking about positions. I do want to talk about it, though. <laughs> like, will we accept a woman quarterback or? Oh, well, God. I mean, as a football fan, me personally, my opinion only, I don't like women football. Why? I've seen it. It doesn't look appealing. And, and here's probably why. The, the lead that I did see, it's a bit uh seductive you know they're in there they have their pads and okay. a sports bra and some panties basically okay like that's okay. not football <laughs> okay you know they have a helmet on but that's not football y'all okay, all. okay. you okay. know um i do like uh women basketball okay so there are some now some wait excuse me do yes. we even have a, a league anymore a basketball league yeah the, the WNBA yes i'll never see i know uh, houston lost their team <laughs> they just they folded Okay, so because it enough, was just uh, uh, it wasn't enough people coming to the games. They couldn't get the sponsorships and stuff. Okay, yeah, because no money was being poured no money into was being generated. Because when and we they, they mind you, they won the first four championships in the league. Yeah, can I get a comment about that? Like <laughs> seriously? Yeah, I, I mean, am I the only one outraged about this? Probably not, but what can we do about it? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is it's insane. You got <laughs> something else to tell us? Because I'm I'm I I literally can't get over Chris Chris Paul. I'm, I mean my mind. I mean I'm talking about something else, but my mind is still on that trade. Right, right. I, I can't believe it. Right. I don't know what to do with my dress. <laughs> well, um, I did want to talk about uh, Stephen Ross, uh, which is the Miami Dolphins okay. owner. He partnered up with Venus and Serena uh, Williams, uh, and Fergie Ferg, uh, you know, they're part owners in his franchise. So, I mean, he he's letting women into uh, the league in 
whether they're owning a piece of it or being in the front office. Okay. So I. So it's some him. progression. Yeah, yeah. It's some progression yeah. happening. Okay. Because I just didn't. I, I don't understand the disconnect. And also, you know, I I don't like uh, how still today in 2019, women are still underpaid versus their male counterparts. You know, that's a big deal to me. Okay. See, now that was gonna be. A whole nother episode. Well, I'm here and it's on my mind now. So Let's talk about We got to talk about it while it's hot and fresh. Because <laughs> <laughs> he'll forget. He'll forget. You know I will. You know I will. Yeah, like, and that's not just in in the sports arena. That That's happening in corporate America. That's happening everywhere. Correct. That's happening everywhere. Correct. Um, but I do. Well, not everywhere. Where? You know, hence why I love what Patrick Bedavid, Rodolfo Vargas is doing at PHP. The top earning woman in that company, uh, Sheena Spala. 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 Is that her name? Making 1.6 million a year. Yeah. Come on. Those are, not every company is doing it. You're right. Okay. So PHP, uh, PHP for for everyone who who doesn't know what, who that is, but that is a brokerage firm and we have just joined that, um, that firm and we're going to be offering um, retirement, basically financial um, services, retirement and life insurance. And you're absolutely right. She is one of the top earners in that no, company. No, not one of. Okay, she is. The. You right. You <laughs> the. right. You right. You right. <laughs> well, that leads us to our commercial break that we'll get um, going really quickly here. So we'll take a quick break. The human importance can be a fragmented existence. Don't take notice, and you'll miss it altogether. Don't miss it. Introducing your greatest resource. The human resource. Professional Services is putting the human back in human resource. So come along. Get back to human. Welcome back. Welcome back to our Entrepreneur Spotlight. So this is this is probably my favorite part of the show. Um, if you have not seen the first episode, you must go see it. We are located on YouTube, Spotify, um, Stitcher. I had never even heard of that. I'm so fancy. I'm on Stitcher. I don't even know what that is. Um, but I'm there. Google right. Podcast. All you have to do is put in HR After Hours with Hope, and you can find it there. But... I explained to you why I thought this was so important and it was vital to me, to business owners, our folks that just dreamers. I used to be a dreamer. I dreamed mm-hmm. about having this podcast. And <coughs> so to be able to talk to someone or hear from someone who may be, you know, have the same kind of experiences and life experiences as you and they're doing something amazing. I mean, it, it, it helped me. So 
I'm so excited. The person that I'm going to introduce you to is my sister in love, Akitria Maynard. What's going on, sis? Welcome, 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 welcome. That's his sister, y'all. Yes. That's his sister. That is sis. So, we're just going to jump right in. Tell us what you do. Well, when I'm not managing audit and governance at the school district, I am a writer and an editor. That's what's And a three-time author. Nice. Self-published. Nice. Okay, so... Obviously, I already know this, so this is really weird for me because, well, I already know it, but who inspired you to write? Where did this come from? Because, by the way, can I say your nickname? No. Please. No. Okay, (laughs) go ahead and don't say it anymore. Okay. I've been knowing Poopsie. That's my nickname. Isn't that cute? I've been knowing Poopsie, like, forever. Since I was 16, I've been with my husband since I was 16 years old. And me high to a duck. Me, yeah, I mean, we were you really... And so, I didn't know she had... my friend. It. Let's be clear well, about the details. I'm still your friend. She, she's I mean, still so. your friend, but she wanted to be more than your friend. <laughs> I wanted you to be my whole sister, so you should be consider herself blessed. But what inspired you to write? I didn't know this. Okay, so I I tell this story a lot. It's not that I was not a creative writer before 2014, but there was this relationship. And don't act like y'all don't know, because y'all know. know. Uh So so I went to my boyfriend's house. You know, I did the little cute little pop-up, you know, that we we do that sometimes (laughs) as women. Yeah, we do. You know, and so he was there, and there was a woman there with him. Oh, boy. You know, and and we can laugh about it now. When I say we, I mean he and I. (laughs) There's no beef or anything. And so, but at the time, I was traumatized. I drove back across town to my best friend's house. I'm like, girl, open the wine. I was like, I got to tell you what just happened. So long story short, you know, we drank wine. I cried. And so I started journaling because I think journaling is a little therapeutic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Writing is therapeutic for me. And mm-hmm. so over a period of time when I would read back what I was writing down, I had to really laugh. I was yeah. like, this is laughable. I like this happened <laughs> to me. This is a real life story. Yes. Right, and right. I was like, but you know, this could really be entertaining. So I kept writing and before I knew it, the main character who's loosely based off of me, she ended up with three friends, you know, an ex husband. I have okay. an ex husband. And so mm-hmm. from what was supposed to be hurt really turned into something phenomenal. Mm. Okay. My novel. Catching feelings. Catching feelings. Catching And it, it's a really great read. I mean, yes, I'm biased, but the people who've read it, they've left reviews and they loved it. It's a phenomenal story. Okay. Okay. Love it. Love I mean, it. I've I've read the book. I mean, I was let me tell y'all, I was blown away because I, again, you know, I've been knowing her since she was a little kid. And you she's writing. I mean, they are great books. And I'm a I'm a reader. I like real deep stories and even though I knew the story, y'all. Mm. <laughs> and I think I'm one of the characters in the book, actually. But I definitely drew yeah. some inspiration I, from I you. know who yeah. she is. She's yeah. the very smart one <laughs> in the book. Okay. Adrian. What Adrian, we going to do with her, y'all? Yeah, she's, she's our entrepreneur. She's very specific, knows what she wants. I mean, that would be me. <clears throat> so I was just really, I was really, you know, excited for you yeah. in doing that. Because she's really shy, y'all. Y'all don't even know what it so took. Like, I don't show. even want to be here today. I know, I know. <laughs> but it thank was, you for having it me. It took her a lot. It Come took her a lot. So, from the time that you wrote your first novel, mm-hmm. Catching Feeling, I don't know if you guys got to see it because I think we were going to the um, website. But from the time that you wrote your first novel, mm-hmm. how long has that been? Oh gosh, that was in 2014. 
Okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, so where are we, 2019? Gosh, that's a long time. Oh, yeah, we getting mm-hmm. older. Don't, yeah. don't remind yeah. me of yeah. getting older. So since then, you've come out with? Two more books. Um, well, let's see. Okay, so my daughter, my firstborn, whom, oh, my gosh, she's the apple of my eye. Mm-hmm. And she graduated Aww. last year. And so <clears throat> it wasn't about to be no buying cars for graduation. Right, so right. I, um, I actually wrote this book. It was really hard to keep it a secret, but I wrote my second book, Dear Araya. And so this one talks about just what our experience was as a duo, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, in single parenthood. Yeah. And Ooh, we had some times, but but this is really <laughs> inspirational. So it's not fiction. Um, it's nonfiction. And then recently this year, I released my third book, which I don't have with me, Eight Jewels for a Gym. It's an interactive journal. Wow. Um, ladies, if you don't have Eight Jewels, you've got to get Eight Jewels. You have it, Hope. I do. And it's amazing. Yes. I took it um, to... Um, where did we go? I'm like, gosh, I can't even remember all these trips I take. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, mean, wow. I really don't. I really don't take. I <laughs> you know, I was, oh, it's it's displayed. Oh, there, there it is. is. Yeah. Angels so for you. Gem. It is amazing. And by the way, like you know, it's sometimes when you know a person, I kind of already know what you're gonna say. You know, mm-hmm. at least yeah. that's what you think. And I was able to take that. I really don't remember where we went. You know, don't feel bad. I was telling Gilbert a story earlier today. I don't remember where we and, went on that trip. Uh, we went, I told him we was in Barbados. It was. I was telling him about the story. We went to the store, uh, you wanted one of those dresses. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. then I, I thought, I kept thinking about it. I was like, nah, I'm lying. We was in Hawaii. This is tell, but we, I, I took it on a trip with me. And I started uh-huh. reading that. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. I forgot that she wrote the book. Like, I thought I just, I didn't, it just didn't. I was like, wait, Little Poopsie wrote this? Yeah. <laughs> this, it was, it's amazing. So Thank you're right. Thank you. It, it I appreciate been, it. It was a blessing. And I'm not just saying that because right. you're my sister-in-law. Right. Like, it was a blessing to me. So where can people get your information? I know we displayed that um, address, but your website, but where oh. else can okay. they get your Well, you can, well, the website is on writersblock.net. Um, actually, all of my books are available for purchase on the website. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Akitria Writes, and the Facebook page is on Writer's Block. Okay. Um, I guess you can just put in a search engine on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, because I want to help other entrepreneurs, um, especially authors, people that want to write or aspire to do it, um, what's your advice to them? Hire an editor, okay? Uh-oh. That is extremely important. Um that was actually something that I experienced as a first-time indie author. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The responsibility contractually was left up to my indie self-publishing company. Mm-hmm. They did not, you know, hold up to their end of the bargain. Okay. However, but even when you hire an editor, go back over your material. Okay. Go back over your, your proof advice. copy. Because at the end of the day, your name is going to be published on the book. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So... The integrity of the book is going to fall back on you. Mm-hmm. And so it was a rough experience because if you notice, this is not the original cover for Catching right. Feelings because right. I ended up having to republish the book myself, which was a blessing in disguise uh-huh. because now I do this professionally for me and I'm working Go with an then. indie author right now as a client. Nice. So nice. sometimes you have to go Y'all through the that? fire. You know, Y'all you got to go through the pruning. Yes. Own it. Own it. Own it. <laughs> so hire an editor because you don't, you you want your work to be quality. You do. You know what Correct. I mean? Yeah. So you want your work to be respected. And yes. you can't put out a book or any written content, professionally speaking, you know, for the writing management that we do yes. for businesses, 
get an editor. Yeah. So yeah. Out, speaking of writing that you do for businesses, you don't just write books. No, ma'am. What else do you do? So for, for folks out there that want to um, get other services, what what do you do? I mean, if they go to the website, you can see a full service list. But I do do writing management for businesses, whether it's the social media, uh, written content that you may distribute for your company, the auto emails that yeah. you have populating when people order goods mm-hmm. and services from okay. your site. I did a brand story for this one lady, and I, I wish I had her email with me so that I could show you guys. It's just so refreshing when you do that type of work for someone, and they're like, oh, my God, yeah. I'm crying. So, right, you know what right. I mean? I'm yeah, like, you get a different feeling. Yes, yeah, like you don't want to toot your own horn, but you're right. like, I'm kind of good at this. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I do writing for businesses, too, and I've actually had quite a few business clients, and so mm-hmm. I enjoy them. Nice. They're very serious. Very consistent. Yeah. Nice. And, yeah. you know, I don't have to do a bunch of pumping and priming. They come to me and they're ready to work. Right, right. So I know that you, you have a lot coming up for the people. Mm. I know we can't talk about it, but you guys stay connected with her. An amazing entrepreneur. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm I so appreciate it. You. Thank, Thank you for, you for having me. I appreciate coming. it. Thank you for coming. Um, okay, so we're about to close out. But before we do that, um, I know we briefly said we're doing you know financial services um but i really wanted to um just have a moment to talk to you about something that Tarun and i are so passionate about now mm-hmm. um with financial services comes of course retirement and life insurance and, and and those types of services but we find that we touch so many families yes. um by doing this so we have created a campaign, right? And the campaign is to cover 1,000 families with life insurance. What yes. we're looking for is we're looking for crusaders that are able to jump in and get in the trenches with us. Um, we plan on going to um, multi-purpose centers, community centers, mm-hmm. apartment complexes. And the, the whole idea is to advocate for families that are underrepresented and lack financial education. Our purpose is to educate and empower families by giving them the tools they need to make better financial decisions. We want families to build their legacies for generations to come. Yes. So we're asking folks to join us in this crusade because what it's gonna take is crusaders. It's right. really as simple as that. Folks that are gonna jump in and help other people. Um, yes, you can make an income. Yes, I mean, Teron told you, I mean, we have a woman making a lot of money doing this. That's a fact. But it becomes less about that because that's just going to come in the buying by. It's going to happen, right? You do the work, you're going to get paid for it. But we want advocate people that are really Really, about people. They really want to help. They really want to help people. Yeah. Um, You're right. You're going to make the money, but you walk away feeling gratified in a different way. Right. Like, I just protected their future. You just protect their future. You know what I mean? We plan for everything else except for our transition. Our transition. I mean, and even outside of that, you're having a birth, um, a birth. So you you don't have insurance on on your your child. Right. You just bought a home. Right. Um, you are the breadwinner of your family. Right. And if something happens to you, who's how are they gonna how are they gonna go on? How are they gonna you know be protected? So. I'm excited. I'm super yeah. excited about this. Um, it has been. It's, it's very, very powerful. It's very powerful. Yeah. So 
we want you to join us in these efforts. So you're already looking at my live. If you're not looking at my live, then you can contact me at hrafterhours1 at gmail.com. All you have to say is I'm a crusader and I'm going to reach out to you. You give me your contact information, your phone number, your name. And if you may not be that person, you might know you might someone. know someone. You might yeah. know someone. So please, please, please share this message um, because it's a message of hope. And I'm not saying it just because my name is Hope, <laughs> but it was cool the way I just did yeah, that. Yeah, that, that was live. That was live. Yeah, that was live. But it really is a message of hope. <laughs> okay. So we thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us on today. We are signing off until next time. Thank you so much. <laughs>